So I must say the Lord is great and he has blessed you, John, with all these people who are here. And it's so wonderful to know that God is going to do something here in this place. Hallelujah. Welcome everybody in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I was praying before the Lord and uh, I want to preach this morning something different. Uh, of course, the Word of God. Uh, I, I have the series, The Life and Ministry of Jesus Christ. I'm now at uh, series number 91. But this morning I, I preached something uh, special, something different. And I want to speak on the secret of the early church. And there's a secret about. Many people don't know. And uh, I found three keys, and these three keys, my dear brother John, I want to hand over into your hands and understand the Word of God in a wonderful way. Now let's read in Acts chapter 4, the verses 29 to 31. And now, Lord, take note of their threats, and grant that thy bondservants may speak your word with all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place that they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the Word of God with boldness. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. This first service, Lord, we want to dedicate unto you, Lord, and, and I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared the heart of my dear brother and his, his wife, Lord, to start a work for you here, that the Word of God might be preached in this area. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for this opportunity. And I pray this morning that the Word of God might touch our hearts. I pray, Lord Jesus, give grace to speak, give grace to listen, and also give grace to act upon your wonderful and precious Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, without any doubt, the early church in, in the New Testament was a church that was a revival church. There was a revival. Many, many came to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit was working in a wonderful way. But uh, also, when there's revival, Satan is trying to dent the whole thing. And will give you a hard time. The early church, they came into a hard time. There was persecution. And I don't know, it may be soon as well, I've got no idea, but God shows us very clearly that persecution is something all those who want to live godly have to suffer what? Persecution. Is that a bad sermon? <laughs> There's something that's true. But on the other hand, we know the Word of God, we know Jesus, hallelujah. Now, there are so many, many Christians nowadays and say, well, the times of miracles is over. The gospel is no longer the same. 
Jesus hasn't changed. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there has never been a time of miracles. If their miracles happened, which I also experienced I mean, in the ministry, was that because of the time of miracles was there. Because of faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's the important. And I want to uh, give you an understanding and everybody who is here. These apostles, they had three keys. And these are the three keys I want to give you this morning, my dear brother John. And these keys are so important. We see now there is a great discrepancy between the early church and what is now. So many churches, you see, they call themselves a church of Jesus Christ, whatever the name might be. There's nothing of that what the early church had. The early church was vivid in the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the, 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 the question or the secret? Nobody could, could stop the church. Hallelujah. That's good. John, nobody can stop this church. It's been founded upon this, the uh, foundation of Jesus Christ and the apostles. But the secret is first, number one, they preach the word of God. So it's important, when we start preaching the word of God, we can see that the word of God is going to be confirmed. And we read it very clearly in the end of Mark, and God confirmed the word of God. He didn't confirm the apostles only, but the apostles preached the word of God, and what they preached was the word of God, and behind the word of God is the truth, it is the truth. Hallelujah. And God makes sure that His word will be accepted. Many will come and listen to the word of God, John. I was just reminded sometimes, I passed through years ago, when I went uh, to the beach somewhere, Point Leo, could it be? Or somewhere else, years and years ago. And I thought, well, here's no church. Here's so many people. But now there are more and more people. And now there's a church. Praise the Lord. I'm rejoicing in this fact. Now, modern theology has the word of God wrapped in clothes or clothes of complicated um, traditional words. They've made it so complicated, and the more complicated it sounds, the better it is what people think. The Word of God is simple, hallelujah, that everybody can understand it. Now, when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, everybody understood what he meant. And they said, what then must we do? What must we do? They didn't say, oh, Peter, what do you mean by this word and that? No, everybody understood, understood the word of God must be preached clearly and is the word of God. Hallelujah. And I know my dear brother John, he loves the word of God. Whenever he did some ministry in our church in Glen Valley, he always emphasized, I love the Word of God. Amen? Do you love the Word of God? That's what we're here for this morning. But what does it mean, the Word of God? It's not Christian philosophy. 
And so many, many preachers, even young people, or young preachers, I must say, they have turned the Word of God into so-called Christian philosophy. And they think they're doing a good ministry. No, no. It's garbage what you're doing. Philosophy is not the gospel. The gospel is the truth. Hallelujah. And there's Jesus Christ to send to him. When I was in Bible college, you believe me, it's a few years ago, don't you? Yes, I was a young man, then 20, 22 years old, or young rather. And uh, we have been in Bible college for one year, and all of us, we thought, well, we know something. I know something, and, and all the others knew something too, and then we knew everybody. Every now and then, a little bit of a Greek word. Oh, if you come with Greek words, people think, oh, well, education is oh, nothing else than just another language. The power is not in Greek, the power is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, we had a, a not very good um, habit. We often came together. So, uh, in a room, you know, of these students, and then we were arguing about the Word of God. And he or who would have the better argument? And then so, and sometimes these discussions were very interesting. But something happened to me in one of these night sessions we had amongst us ourselves. All of a sudden the Spirit of God touched me. And the Lord spoke to me, Werner. Is that all you have learned? Is that all embarrassed? I left the room. I went down to the chapel in the Bible college. I prostrated myself before the Lord and repented. The Word of God is not therefore there in order to show how much you know. The Word of God is a power unto salvation. Hallelujah. And there I pray to Lord Jesus, open up the Word to me. And I got a new Bible by the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I got a new Bible. And ever since I preached the Word of God, I know it's not my Word, it's the Word of God. And if we preach the Word of God, and there where the Word of God is going to be preached, people will, get, will be touched by the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is the plan of salvation for everybody. Peter asked the multitude, or the multitude asked Peter, what shall we do? And he didn't say, well, um, just a moment, come back the next, uh, next day, and I'm going to tell you what to do. No, he had an answer. The answer was, repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's so important. And on that day, 3,000 souls got saved. Hallelujah. John, where you put all the 3,000 souls that would come here? 
But I am sure the Lord will give you a bigger place if this will be too small. Hallelujah. That's the Word of God. To preach the Word of God means also to preach about Calvary. To preach about Calvary. And also, it is the Word of God of resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He rose again on the third day. Amen? The Word of God is powerful. The Bible says very clear. It shall not return empty, declares the Lord in Isaiah 55, 11. The Word of God preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In season and out of season, never returns empty to, to God. For instance, we know Billy Graham, when he preached many, many, many years ago in Manhattan, in New York, in the slums, there was a revival. I don't know how many years ago that is, perhaps 30, 40 years, even more. I don't know. But one thing I realized with this man, then when he preached, I heard him in Hamburg many, many years ago when I was a young man. We wanted to listen to this man of God. We call him God's machine gun. He was a fast speaker, you know, and the word of God came forth and so on. And one thing I remember, he always said, the Bible says, and that's so important. When we can say, the Bible says, it's more important than I read something here, uh, there in this book and that book. No, the Bible says, and that's what the Bible says, is the Word of God. And you can put your faith upon the Word of God. Now it says, and they preach the Word of God in boldness. Hallelujah. Imagine it was a time of persecution, a time where they shouldn't have said anything because they should be, perhaps be quiet and live for Jesus there. No, they went and preached the word of God. And they said, Now, Lord, note of their threats, or take note of the threats, and give especially Peter, that's what he didn't pray. Give a special Peter a bit more carefulness and making a bit more quiet. You know, he has got a big mouth. No, they didn't. Lord, give the word to your bond servant that he might speak the word of God boldly. Boldly. That the word of God might go forth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And grant that thy bond servant may speak thy word with all confidence. And I think that King James says with boldness. Anybody a King James Bible here? And that he might speak it with boldness. And we read something wonderful in X, and I looked it up in X 6 verse 7. And the word of God kept what? Spreading, kept spreading, hallelujah. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily in Acts 19 20, mightily and prevailing. When the word of God prevails, everything in our lives, 
And if you get touched by the Word of God, it must prevail our mind and soul. All that the Word of God might be preached with, with um, boldness, revival has begun when people stand up and preach the Word of God boldly. Something in Germany I uh, realized recently, and it is wonderful, I, I was rejoicing about it. Now Germany took many Muslim people or uh, refugees in, and they have their problems. But something parallel, it makes me rejoice. And is this, there are two or three young ex-Muslims. They came to Jesus not converted to Christianity. I don't like this, this sentence. Converted to Christianity. No, they became born again. Hallelujah. And now they are preaching to the Germans on the streets about Jesus Christ and preaching the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Whoever that might be, Lord, bless them. Bless them. I don't care where they come from, but they preach the word of God. And I was rejoicing in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. So, key number one, John. They preach the word of God boldly, with confidence, don't shy back the word of God if the word of God says the Bible says so. It is so. Hallelujah. And we can't change it and we don't want to change it. Key number two is they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Our nowadays religiosity has the Holy Spirit degraded to a mere principle. The Holy Spirit is not a principle. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Have you the right picture about the Holy Spirit? Now, we need to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And I pray for this place. John, whenever you preach, I know it's your word. It's the word of God. And may the word of God go forth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That everyone who is here get filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Something happened. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. Could you imagine it? Did he need it to be anointed with the Holy Spirit? For the ministry, yes, we read very clearly. God anointed him and he went and preached the gospel and he was healing all those who were bothered by the devil. To preach the gospel to the poor, that's why it was important when he came to Nazareth and there was a scripture handed to him and he read the scripture of Isaiah. So it, it means the way he up opened those, the scroll, it stopped there at the place. Did you ever have it? You open the Bible and all of a sudden a word jumps out of that page. And you see something, oh Lord, I thank you. Similar to that it was. And Jesus read the scripture. 
And said, then when he has read, and he sat down. In the synagogue, you didn't stand up by preaching. You sat down, and then you preached. Actually, you should preach. You should be preaching loud, John. And Jesus sat down and said something. This scripture has been fulfilled in the very hearing of your ears. And Jesus knew, and he needed also the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. Even into the wilderness, we read it. He was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness in order to be tempted by Satan. Is that the Spirit of God? Yes. The Spirit of God can lead us also sometimes into situations where God is going to show us who we are. There was something I thought about. You know, when Israel went out of Egypt, they could have done far, far quicker. You know, just going along on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, and they would come up there. And God said, no. I lead in the way. Otherwise, if they are too quick back in, e in Egypt, they might turn around. God and the whole 40 years of walking through the wilderness was something God wanted to show Israel what was in their heart. God knew what, what, what it was in their He didn't need them to test. He knew. But to show them what is in their heart. And even if we go through times of trials and testing, and these are times where God will show us what is in our heart. Now Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we remember when Paul was uh, in the street, the straight one in Damascus, God sent a man of God in. Do you remember that name? Ananias. And uh, the Lord spoke to him, Ananias. Yes, Lord. I've got a man there in the street, the, the, the straight. Go there. Go there. Oh. And then God, God told him, it's Saul. Or Paul, the former Saul. Go there. Oh, Lord, I've heard so many, many things about this man. Is it you? Should I go to this man? And how he led many Christians here from Damascus to Jerusalem in order to be persecuted or even to be killed. But one thing was there. And the Spirit of God told him, Behold, he is praying. This man has been changed. He is now somebody who is on his knees and praying, Go! That he might be filled with the Holy Spirit and that he might be baptized. And this is wonderful. Now we see all the servants of the Lord were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I was with Stephen, 
You know, he was arguing with the theologians in Jerusalem. And, uh, and he preached the word of God, very simple. He preached the word of God. He went through the Bible and showed them, oh, listen, that's us. We went away from the Lord. And now God is interested in us again. And he spoke about Jesus. And we read something, Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now when they saw that he was speaking so confidently, and yet they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. What spirit was that? It was the Holy Spirit. They couldn't cope with this man. He had the word of God and the Holy Spirit spoke through him and they understood what he meant. The early church prayed. And it was here when the early church prayed. The place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just here and there uttering some strange words. Filled with the Holy Spirit is more than that. The life of Jesus, the Spirit of God dwells within us. And out of our mouth comes the Word of God. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. John Whenever you come behind this pulpit and pronounce and announce the gospel of Jesus Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit. May the Spirit of God fill your heart. Hallelujah. And there's one more key. And it's this. They knew the power of the name of Jesus. Power. Do you know the power of the name of Jesus? Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the blood. We like to play this song in our church. Like to sing it. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Hallelujah. Now they knew in the name of Jesus there's power. Now Christianity Today, uses the name of Jesus, of course, in a song every now and then. And I also had to, when I was uh, starting the church, or, or when I was in charge of uh, music also in the church, then I said, one thing to those who do the songing, one thing is important, in the song, it must say about whom we are singing. It must at least say in one verse, the name of Jesus. If it's only he and him. Anyone could be it, isn't it? Not he. We're not talking about he and him. We're talking about Jesus. They knew the power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes people use the name of Jesus after faithless prayer, you know, in the name of Jesus. No, it's more than new when we preach the name of Jesus. There's power and people will be touched by this name. And that name of Jesus has power to change a person all around. Hallelujah. There's many people that say, oh yes, I believe 
in God of what should I do with Jesus? I had it many times. And what about Jesus? You can't believe in God without Jesus. No one comes to the Father but through me, Jesus says. And that's important. And you know, the angels said to Joseph, You should call his name Jesus. Why? For it is he who will what? Will save his people from their sins. He will save their people or their people from their sins. Only the name of Jesus can save anybody from their sins. Hallelujah. There is authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every mouth confess, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. I like this section in Philippians very much. It's a wonderful section, chapter 2. And if you go step by step, how amazing Jesus is. He who, who was in the likeness of God, the Son of God, emptied himself. Emptied himself. And he was obedient to death, even to the death on the cross. And therefore, 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 has God given him a name that is far above all other names, that in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and from every time confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. And I saw it on your banner. I saw Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the name of Jesus is so powerful. While thou dost extend thy hand to heal and signs and wonder take place through the name of thy holy servant, Jesus. Hallelujah. The apostles didn't have a special trick. They just preached the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus was so strong, so powerful. And when Jesus explained the healing of the lame beggar at the gate, beautiful in the temple, Acts 3.16, and he said, And on the basis of faith in his name is this and is the name of Jesus, which has strengthened this man, whom you see and know. This lame man was running around. Everybody knew him. Most of them gave him a few little coins or so. And we know the story. Peter and John came along. Silver and gold I have none. Oh, we have none. But what we have, we will give you. What do they have? What do they have? Jesus, hallelujah. Have Jesus always in your heart. 
and your power in the name of Jesus is powerful. Then you have to give something. Also, it's so important that the name of Jesus can work within us. That we must hand over our whole life unto the name of Jesus. Amen? That He is everything. The name of Jesus is not just a sort of a magic word or name. Your life needs to be in the name of Jesus, handed over unto him. Now we read in Acts 19, there were some exorcists. You know what exorcists are? They wanted to drive out devils out of people. And there were some sons of Sipha, and uh, they, they wanted to drive out a demon. And what did they say? They said, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul is preaching. But wandering too long. Wandering too long. But Paul is preaching. And what did the demon say? Well, listen. I know I recognize Jesus. And I also recognize Paul. But who are you? Who are you? Are we using the name of Jesus? But who are you? And the Bible says that this man came upon these two exorcists and they were badly injured and they had to flee and run away. Paul says in Galatians 2.2 2 and 2.20 It is no longer I that live it. Amen? But Christ who lives in me I've been consecrated to the Son of God. Then the name of Jesus becomes powerful in our lives. Consecrated unto Jesus. You might have heard of Smith Wigglesworth. This man had a wonderful experience with God. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Formerly his wife was a better preacher than him. But then he came back full of the Holy Spirit. And she said, This is not Smith when he preached. This is not him. This is not Smith. It was the Spirit of God, Jesus in it. He was full of Jesus. I read something about him. And he was driving with a brother along the road in a car. And he said, stop, stop, stop. This brother said, what, what, what's the matter? We have been talking about anything. We've been talking about the weather and whatever. But we haven't talked about Jesus. He stopped the car. And there then they prayed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He was a man of God. 
some are trying nowadays to mimic him and do the same as he did. That's not what it's all about. God used the man in a special way. And he was once called to a person who was so ill and has died. He was there with two of the elders, a few brothers. He took them along. And he said, when he came into the room where this man was lying dead, he didn't have great formulas. All they did, they were saying, whispering the name of Jesus. 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 What a wonderful name. And after a while, the bed where a dead person laid upon started shaking. The man stood up, was alive. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In him and through him we have all things. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It's not a magic word. It's a word and it's a name we should use with respect that our lives might be totally dedicated unto him. John, God will bless you here. Preach the word of God with boldness. The Lord fill me with the Holy Spirit and may many, many come and when they come in here they will sense the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is here. And preach the powerful name of Jesus. 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 What a wonderful name. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, let heaven and earth proclaim hallelujah. Kings and kingdoms, they all pass away. But there's power. In the name of Jesus. This name will never pass away. Amen? Hallelujah. This name is powerful. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for this place. 
I thank you for my dear brother John and his family, his dear wife and the children, O oh Lord, and all those who are here who are going to support my dear brother. Lord, let him preach the word of God here and let from this place, O oh Lord, go forth the joy of the Spirit and the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah. And Lord, even if you want, let this place be shaken. I don't know, Lord, what you're doing. But we want to preach your name. Your name. It's not me. It's an I that liveth but Christ. Liveth in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody wants these keys too? Take them. They're for free. Hallelujah. God bless you, my dear brother John. Hallelujah. Thank you for letting me preach here. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.